Hey there, thoughtful listener. Would you like consistent and predictable sales activity with no spam and no ads? I'll teach you step by step how to do this, particularly if you're an agency owner, consultant, coach, or B2B service provider. What I teach has worked for me for more than 15 years and has helped me create more than $10 million in revenue. Just head to upmyinfluence.com and watch my free class on how to create endless high-ticket sales appointments. You can even chat with me live and I'll see and reply to your messages. Also, don't forget, the Thoughtful Entrepreneur is always looking for guests. Go to upmyinfluence.com and click on podcast. We'd love to have you. With us right now, it's Joe Paolo. Joe, you are an author, coach, speaker, consultant, trainer. You are the founder of Sell Nothing and the author of the imminently published book, How to Sell Nothing, uh, which should come out later this summer. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Sure. Appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. All right. So why are you telling people to sell nothing? That seems counterintuitive to how money works. Um, well, I'm really good at selling nothing. So that's why I wrote the book, but sell nothing is based on the idea that the products don't matter. It's a relationship and you sell the relationships. That's why people buy. It's the emotional engagement. You need to have them emotionally engaged before they act. Yeah. What's the difference? Like how might selling sound in your brain that you're like, yeah, that's not working real well today. Um, I look at it this way. In sales, there's two sales need to happen. There's a logical sale. There's an emotional sale. There are two buckets, let's say that way. Both of them have to be filled in order to get to the next step. The logical sale and the emotional. I have to ask you, which one would you say is more important? Yeah, urban. Urban is way more powerful than urban. <laughs> emotional <laughs> reasons for buying now, logical reasons for buying now. Agreed. It's all emotion. So, okay, because so emotion causes us to act. The logic confirms it. Again, I'm not diminishing the importance of it. We need to yeah. have both. Well, we have great meetings. We've all had these great sales calls. We're on a scale of one to 10. It's a 10. He's laughing at your jokes. He's asking questions. And they say, can you come back in two weeks? And I want to see your proposal. And we come back in two weeks and we remember the meeting. And we think this is going to be an awesome meeting. But that second meeting in two weeks or two months is different. It's where like the warm and fuzzy, cozy atmosphere at that first meeting now you're in like on a block of ice and maybe their their arms are crossed or they're looking at the computer or they're looking at their watch and they're not laughing at your jokes and you walk out with, I need to think about it. Ooh. Um, and call me next month. And yeah, it never that, goes away. That didn't sound like it was a good sales call. <laughs> right. And we think what's in and that second meeting, what's wrong with that second meeting? Let's go back to that first meeting and figure out what happened. The logical sale or the logical bucket is filled with my voice. I'm the expert. I've got a marketing department behind me. We have tons of information to fill up that bucket. The emotional sale, the emotional bucket, is filled with their voice. It's what they want and why they want it. They're not going to engage until they tell me that. And we have both buckets filled. We get the next step. Now, let's talk about the buckets. The logical bucket's finite. It's like if you have a bucket of water and you put more water in it, it's a waste. If you have a client who's logically sold and you try to sell logic, it's a waste. Doesn't do anything. Doesn't do any good. They're all, logically they're there. The emotional bucket again. It's filled with their voice. It has holes in it. When I come back in two weeks or two months, 
that emotional bucket is empty. My job as a salesperson, when I recognize there's something going wrong, is I need to go back and say, what we talked about last time, why is that important? And be quiet because I'm letting their voice fill up their emotional bucket. And that's how I get them engaged. So biggest thing I worry about is people come in and you sell logic. It's a relationship. It's what they want, why they want it. And again, emotions are weird and fickle things. They change all the time. It's the essence of selling nothing. Um, what would be some examples of like really great questions? Again, you can just completely spitball this in any kind of scenario, but I, I probably don't do, like I ask, here, here's what I do wrong, I think. I ask a lot of questions so that I know what I need to know so that I, I can figure out if I can help them. Um, and And then I kind of explain, you know, how I can help them but I don't think I'm asking questions that evoke their emotional reasons for wanting to move forward. I, I feel, I don't know. I feel awkward doing it. Maybe um, help me out. <laughs> there's two, two ways or two answers, I guess. Actually there's three, but I'll give you the first two. I'll give you all three. Um, first, if someone asks me a question, Joe, do you do executive level coaching? Most people say, yep, I do it all the time. It's what I did yesterday. It's what I specialize in. I actually train people not to answer that way. If someone says, Joe, do you do executive level coaching? I'll say, well, yeah, I've done it before, but just curious. Why did you ask that? Right. Oh, yeah. In yeah, other yeah. words, when they ask a question, what they ask is important. I want to know why they asked it. Something happened in their past that caused them to ask that question. I want to know what that is before I answer, because my answers are so much better. That's the first piece. I want to know why they asked that question. The second is how, to answer your question, how do you emotionally engage? It's like the premise, uh, and again, it's a tenant I coach on. Doctors can't fix you until you tell them how and why. I can't sell anyone until I get them to tell me how and why. It's the same principle. So it's done with what I call dig-in questions. Dig in. They give me an answer. I got to dig in and get more out of it. A dig-in question is basically whatever they're saying, I'm thinking, well, why is that? Well, why is that? Well, why is that? Well, why is that? And you can't say it like that because that's creepy and weird. <laughs> um, so I'll say, well, give me an example. That's a digging question. If I'm talking to an insurance uh, or an advisor, uh, or if they're talking to someone, say, I just want to be comfortable. Okay, well, what does that look like? I'm quietly asking them to fill up their emotional bucket. It's just, why are they saying that? A digging question just gets to the why behind whatever they're saying. How so? Can you give me an example? What else? Tell me more. You can ask digging question after digging question after digging question. Let their voice fill up that bucket because that's where I'm going to close on in five minutes or five days or five months. I need to have that emotional bucket filled. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, it is. I like that. Yeah. So, so obviously, you know, the why behind it. Would you go so far then is to, um, you know, maybe... Uh, ask them questions to identify, like, what's the emotion? Like, let's say, for example, like, um, so, so we help people with sales introductions. And so, um, you know, I, I find I don't, like, I ask them, you know, is there a gap? Like, you know, do you, do you have the capacity to handle more introductions right now? I want to know that, you know, and I've thought about, you know, should I ask them, you know, how does that feel when you have those inconsistent months or you have those dead months? But it, it feel, I, I don't know, I feel uncomfortable doing that because if I don't want to, you know, I don't want to 
you know, be too obtuse and how, you know, if I'm asking that question, they're going to know why I'm asking that question, I think, but I don't know. It's like, I still want to know what, what, what you see where I'm going with this. Like, I, I don't want to be too fake. Uh, it's uh, I think it's a little bit of the timing of, of the question. Um, the process I do is it's, it's an acronym. When I'm in sales, we want sales to go in a plan. Yeah. Like a battle plan, but it never happens. The battle starts through the plan out of the window and the sales start through the plan out of the window. But one of the first things I'll have people do, and it's the sequence, is uh, evaluate the current reality. That's your day together, right? We need to do that. Most salespeople do that um, and they're used to that. And it's like, I need to know, if I'm making an apples to apples comparison, I need to ask enough questions so I know type of apples they have. So that's uh, that the E, it's an earning system. It's E stands for evaluate the current reality. The A is I ask, what are their advantages? What do you like about your current vendor or your current advisor or your current mm -hmm. person? And I get pushback saying, Joe, I don't know if I want to ask that because I'm talking them into staying where they're at. And I want to ask that for three reasons. One, no one else does that. I get different results because I do things differently. Two, me asking what they like about their current advisor screams confidence. I'm not going to the kitchen. I'm going right where it's hot. The fourth, they're literally telling me their hot buttons. Whatever they like, back in my mind, I'm thinking, I got to have some of that too when I close. Mm -hmm. And then the next part is I would say, revise. What do they want to change? What's what, what do you have right now that's not working? And I, I do it deliberately in that order because I don't want to jump in with that piece. I don't want to lead off with it because that's where I feel awkward with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so number one, you know, just try to get an assessment for where they're at currently. And I love that. I actually really love this. Tell me what. Tell me what's working really well and, you know, kind of like what you like about your current um, you know, business development, you know, sales sourcing, that's it. like, what, what's working? You know, I feel like if someone asked me that, I would feel much safer in telling them, you know, the negatives. Like, I, I would feel like, you know, you asked me in such a degree of confidence, like, I feel safer rather than if you were to just ask me, tell me about how your current system sucks. You know, I'd be like, well, okay, but I would feel a little defensive, you yeah. know, on the, on that second one. It, it, it's 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 putting them at ease, but really, I'm trying to get them to say what they want and why they want it. That's they're filling up their emotional bucket. I'm not going to close. I never teach, train, sell, or or, or uh, speak until I've created space to have that environment. That emotional engagement's there. This is a process. Um, there's a couple other steps that are really keying into that that makes it more comfortable. You know, the E stands for evaluate the current reality. Mm -hmm. A is what are the advantages? What are they like? R's, what do they revise? What do they want to change? The N is who can say no. I want to know all the decision makers if they're right there in the room. Sometimes I'll try to back out of the presentation if I don't have them there, but sometimes you can't. Uh, this is the big step. I stands for interpret back what they just said. There's one takeaway that people should listen. That's it. You say, hey, just for clarity, I'm going to take two minutes and just repeat back what you just said. Mm -hmm. Talk about what, evaluate the current reality. Talk about what they like. Talk about what they want to change. Puts me in a, big, a great spot because they'll say, well, heck, Paolo, you said it better than I did. <laughs> I just repeat back what they said. Or it's like mentally, I'm on the same side of the table as I am. And they're like, I get this guy. And I haven't not even started selling. It's a great space to be in. And then... The next one, which will probably deal with feeling uncomfortable, 
I would ask them, but the second end, what if nothing changes? I need to ask that question because that's the sense of urgency. And they'll give me a fluff answer. I'm going to ask a digging question. Well, what else? Tell me more about that because that I need that sense of urgency. So if you ask for the, and then the G is the game. That's the earning. And there's a convertsalesfaster.com. It's a free download to have that be spelled out for you. Uh, but the G is what is the game. But the biggest thing, if you want to know what I'm defining is when I simply take the time to interpret back what they just said, that's, that's gold. Yeah, this is really good. Uh, do you have this outlined on your website, Joe? Yeah, it actually convertsalesfaster.com. It's a free download and I explain, it spells it all out there. It's the earning process, but convertsalesfaster.com. Okay, cool. Pulling that up right now. Yeah, there you go. And there's the book, How to Sell Nothing, The Logical Way to Make the Emotional Sale. Um, help me connect the dots on the concept of how to sell nothing. Because in my mind, I mean, we're still, I mean, maybe it's because, you know, I, I mean, I feel, I feel like I understand sales is not about convincing somebody something, but, um, you know, this this idea again of, of how to sell nothing. Um, help me make sure I understand that um, in light of what you just shared, because this does sound pretty intentional. Oh, it, it definitely is. It, it is a process. And as I'm going through this earning piece, that's where the digging questions come in. Well, what do you mean? How so? Like, give me an example. What else? Tell me more. Uh, I'll say it like this. In sales, whoever's talking is buying. Mm. In a selling situation, if I'm talking more than you are, I'm buying your objections. If I get you talking more than me, you're buying whatever's in my bag. And what it is, it comes out to the point where I'm not that good of a salesperson. People just buy from me. And if I go through this process, the earning piece, and I marry it with the digging questions, they're literally telling me what they want, why they want it, what's important, what objections they have. My job is just to sell that. Mm. The product doesn't matter. That kind of helped flesh it out what, what you asked or that answer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Joe, how do you work with folks? Uh, I usually do, uh, I've started off primarily one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, usually at the executive level. I've just uh, about a year ago started up the uh, level up lead up where I do group coaching, where I'm coaching the leader and then their entire team. And then I'm doing a lot of work uh, with uh, some grant work out of UW Washington with uh, entrepreneurs and startups. Yeah. And at your website, uh, sellnothing.co, um, and then there was also your uh, other website. Uh, boy, I started going down the rabbit hole a little bit. What was the, uh, oh, it was, um, let me see here. I got to convert sales faster. Well, I opted in. So I think I got something coming in my email here shortly. Because uh, sure. what you went through that that list was pretty helpful. Like that would be a good guide, I think, for someone to kind of print out or note down, you know, while they're on sales calls to remind them of, you know, a pretty effective flow. Um, you know, if we're, you know, and again, I think the goal here is to be far more, you um, focused on the needs, desires, wants, um, fears of our client. And hey, maybe we can help them. Maybe our solution is the solution for them. Maybe it's not. Um, what, what's your what's your opinion on that? You know, do no, you it, do you have to be convinced that, you know, uh, if you sell timeshare, the timeshare is saving lives or, <laughs> or, or, you know, yeah, I, like, where do you where do you fall on that? Uh, 
First, it's a core tenant. I've got to believe in what I'm selling. Otherwise, I'm not. I've sold books door to door, uh, educational books. I have a strong belief in education. I can do that. If I don't believe in the product, this I'm not going to sell it. That's first thing. Um, another thing that I've, I've run into is that I coach on it is I strive to create a buying atmosphere. When I say buying atmosphere, well, I'll ask you, what, when you say buying atmosphere, what does that mean to you? You say buying atmosphere. What does that mean to you? Oh, uh, me, uh, uh, buying yeah. atmosphere. Well, I mean, you know, obviously we're here to, you know, help it, you know, kind of build a relationship and network and see, you know, see what we're going to do. But, but again, I think it's that intention, right. Where like, let's figure out, maybe this makes sense. Let's figure that out. I love what we do and what we do, you know, truly is valuable for the right audience. Let's mm -hmm. see if this can solve your needs. That's kind of where my brain goes. It's, it's that you're spot on. I pick it, add to that or piggyback onto that. When I say I create a buying atmosphere, I want to give you the permission to say no. I suck all the pressure out of them. Hey, if you like it, great. If you don't, it's not a big deal. It's that simple of a statement and it lowers the pressure. And literally it's like a doctor trying to diagnose you to see how they fix you. That's what I'm doing on a sales call. I need to diagnose you. You need to tell me why. And you verbally need to get those reasons out before you take my prescription or my recommendation. Mm. That's the essence of selling nothing. It's having them tell me what they want and why. I just do that. And by me hearing that with their words, my confidence in closing goes through the roof. My closing rate goes through the roof because I'm just selling what they want to buy. Mm. I love it. Joe Palo, your websites, sellnothing.co and convertsalesfaster.com. Uh, I'm looking at the... Uh, the, the uh, earning system right now, uh, it's, it is, it's it's great PDF uh, and kind of takes you, you through uh, everything, Joe, that you just went through. So I appreciate that. It's good uh, six page PDF here that, that has some pretty good uh, information. It links to a 30 minute video too. Uh, anything else that you'd recommend? Obviously the book's coming out later this summer, how to sell nothing. Yep. Uh, it's, it's just, I think the negativity that people have perceived around sales is something I kind of fight against. And sales is me trying to sell a product. Most people focus on trying to sell what they want to sell. It's easier to sell what they want to buy than sell what I want to sell. Selling nothing is figuring that piece out. It's easier to sell what they want to buy than sell what I want to sell. Mm. Love it. All right, Joe Palo, again, founder of Sell Nothing. Thank you so much for joining us, Joe. It's been a great conversation. Appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, 
seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. 